Yes, um, thank you for having me. Let's make that that I can. Uh, yes, I can. Well, I want to see myself in the. And I shouldn't speak to myself, you know, it's like a very schizophrenic feeling when you speak to yourself. So, again, so I, I took away the the spotlight when I made this, this that, that, that that's not good for you. Um, there should be a the point of emuna, when you want to give over, we have to first know how emuna is built. So, in the general, when you have uh, people which are learning, learned people, they think emuna is built from sforum uh, like der Hashem, nevishachai, tasturus. You have sforum which speak with emuna. And you have to learn this for him. You have to internalize this for him. And then you'll have a woman. For sure, this poem is written for a certain purpose. But at the basic core of a woman is not built from there. It's not. That's Rambam. In the Aktometu Bereshis, Rambam tells us where a woman is built from. The Aktome, in the, in the beginning of the Aktome, Rambam says, he says a posuk, come up to me, So now the Rambam wants to explain what are those these different things which Hashem tells him that I will give it to you. So now you have everything. You have the Luchas Abris. You have the Mitzvahs. So what is remaining? Stories. And the Teure, the word Teure, is Meure Anoshim Baderech Binyanemune, to guide them in regarding Emune, but the guidance regarding Emune comes out of a story. That's what Ramban says. So, it's not the basic point of Emune is not that you are um, you are um, knowing what's going on. The basic point of emuna is a story, and the story is something you experience, and you experience the message of the story. So a story has always there are a lot of parts of the story, but a good story has a message. There is some central message in that story. 
and this central message is communicated through this story. And the story is a question of a experience, of a Chavaya. So Emunah is a thing you live through. Emunah is not a thing you know. When you learn the Hashem, you know what are the Ikorim which you have to be mining. You have to have Emunah in and in uh, that how that works when 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 uh, whatever he speaks he even speaks about kshofim he speaks about whatever you could imagine that Hashem speaks about so you have to knowledge what are the basic stones or the basic words or the basic issues which show up in Emuna but the building of Emuna is a story. And this, we are not aware when we teach Chumish. We, we teach in a very analytical way. And you ask all different kind of questions. But when you say, tell a story, we'll speak like that. Then when you tell a story, there are certain questions which could be asked. But they are not relevant to the story. And they are not important. And they distract the focus from the message. So this is a guideline from which questions are productive in Emunah. Emunah, you have to ask questions, for sure. But the questions are... Um, well, maybe I will put this chat up, and then we will, you will tell me how to relate to that. Ah, that okay, that's a different thing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so 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 that is a core point of evaluating which questions are 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 um, productive. The questions are productive when they make the picture or the the story broader. But asking about details, technical details of the story doesn't make the story better and doesn't advance anything. I remember when I was a young boy, I was learning in Goizhovit Sefer, in Goizhov school. And now in the inside, we had a boy there which came, came in the middle of the school. I think in the middle of the year he came. I think today, I think he wasn't well. And he asked a question which now I understand that he wasn't well. In, in his nefesh, but at the time we were all around 16 years old, and by us that was the peak, the peak of the class, I remember it till today, because um, we, we had a French class, and we learned from La Fontaine the story from the raven and the fox, which the fox wanted to have the cheese, you know, and he told the raven, you have such a beautiful voice, and then the raven lets the cheese fall and the fox eats the cheese. So this person, that boy, was always quiet and never inter interrupted or never asked any questions. But at that moment he, he, he put up his hand and the whole class was roaming. You know, Jean Bernard, he was called Jean Bernard, Jean Bernard, he has a question. What is the question? So he asked, my question is that foxes don't eat cheese. So this is a sign of a non-healthy brain. But you do understand 
that this is missing the story altogether? It's a very good question, because foxes really don't eat cheese, you know. So that's a big and a very profound question when you want to analyze not the story, because the story is not about the cheese. The story is about something else. And the cheese is a part which will not advance anything in the story. We have to be careful. We will not do that. And I do understand that too, that you will tell me, but Torah is always consistent everywhere, for sure. But you need to be a big, big Torah, and a very big man, that you understand how every single detail of the story is advancing the story. It is, for sure. But those are people which they live a life of Torah which is much deeper than us. We have to be picky. And we have to understand there are certain things of the story which this is side point. We don't go in. And a lot of times you get distracted from those things. And you will not give, be able to give over the story. Now, Emune, the story of Emune, there, is, there are different layers. The very basic layer of the story of Emune, that is the the Chaim from the Rosh. The Rosh wrote the Sefer Orchus Chaim, it's a Mosul Sefer. And there in the Ois Chofei by me, I think that's everywhere like this, in the Ois Chofei he says that you have to have be talking if there has been a lot of people who have been in the process of the process of the process. And then he says, and he goes further on, how that is, Kimisha Eno Maimin, Asher Hitzesicho Meretz Mitzrayim, Av Bronecha Asher Melokecho Eno Maimin. When you don't believe in Asher Hitzesicho Meretz Mitzrayim, that is, that the Puroilom was interacting with the world. He was doing something in the world. When you don't believe in that, you're not believing in You don't believe in the existence of Hashem. No, it's the other way around. First you have to believe in the existence of Hashem. And then you believe that he interacts with the world. No. Because the existence of Hashem is no story. There's no story there. No, there's no story there. The story is the interacting with the world. This is a very, very important point in our teaching Emune. That we have to focus on Hashem is interacting with the world. This is true on a personal level. Now we have it from the Torah. I think we will, in later discussions, have also a discussion about this personal level, the way I think that we, that we spoke about that. We will see it now. Yes, the second and the third. The second is a, is a personal level. So, so the, so a Buddha in a, in a, in a personal level is also like this. There is an interaction with you. But this is the core point of a Buddha. It's the core point of the whole thing. That's what I'll tell you about the, Orchus Chaim says for the Rosh. It's a core point of the whole Emuda is that there is an interaction of Hashem with the world. This is something which is very, very disturbing. And it is, um, it is a thing which people are confused because a lot of times 
people which work in Kirovichoikim, they are today considered specialists in in uh, giving over a moon or whatever, whatever it is, and a lot of times they are occupying with that to prove the existence of God. But that is not what we want. No. By us, a moon begins that Hashem speaks to Abraham and says, Lech Lecho, you know, he speaks to him. And he interacts with the person. He is acting in a way of Schalwoidish. He's interfering with the world. He speaks to Adam Rishon. He wants something from him. That is the core point of our Amunet. And we could fall into the pitfall that we are going in a very intellectual way, which that doesn't do anything. We are going in a way that we think, first, you have to clarify, clarify that, uh, that uh, there, is, there is Hashem. And the second step is that you will understand it's not only an existence which is pale and distant, Hashem also interferes with the world. Ah, sounds very intelligent. It's full-blown nonsense. That's what the Rosh says. It's full-blown nonsense. No, it doesn't work like this. It does not work. No, it doesn't. It works the opposite way around. Hashem interferes with the world. That's the story. He interferes with the world. Yeah, for sure he is there. For sure. That's the way it's spelled. Yeah? So that is the Rosh. And we have to, we have to try that we should not go away from that Ochesheim. We have to build a story from the Torah. So now, when you have that, and you are teaching in day schools, or wherever, perhaps you are day schools, that's what it sounded like, I didn't know exactly where you are located, it makes no difference. You have to be aware that there are different stories which you are able to tell. You can't always, even though that would be like a dream, that you have in every single parasha the same message coming over again, because that's a very basic thing in building up a person is not knowledge, it is because it's experience, it is a reoccurring message. It's a reoccurring. That is another thing we have to understand that the Messiah Shoma speaks about that in the Haktome. The Messiah Shoma says, even though a person knows the truth clearly, but he'll forget it. He won't apply it. He won't live it. Because truth doesn't lead a person to live according to the truth. It doesn't do it. It doesn't do the job. What does the job is, he calls that chazore v'hasmode. So it doesn't mean brainwashing. It can't be. I don't want to learn with you in the Shalom. It's a nonsense to think that he said brainwashing. Because he says you have to think. You have to think deeply. So that's not brainwashing. No, it is that you see this message of Avoideh from here. And you see the message of Avoideh from there. And you see the same message from here. And you see the same message from there. And then, in the end, you are having this emune or this identification with a message that say, I live with that. It has to come over and over again. Knowledge doesn't do it. Perhaps I'll give you an illustration from a field which I am not a specialist in, but I want to show you how that works in order you should see 
that this is a general human thing. It's not a, a, a it's, it's, it's a human condition that you see a thing from all different kinds and the message comes back from here, the message comes back from there. It's a very, that makes it very compelling that that's the truth, that what it is, I live with that. I give you a, 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 a illustration from a place which I, I once was learning mathematics at university, so I learned a little bit, you know, physics, but I'm not a specialist at that, but I have a very simple question. Today, we had a Jew, you know, Stephen Weinberg, Meister is uh, from the Weinberg family, from, from all the Weinbergs, Weister, you know, he's a Louis, he has a good head, he got a Nobel Prize, and he wrote a very famous book, The First Three Minutes of the Universe. And they are very confident that they know how the universe came into existence, for sure. You know that. It shows it's, it's inflation, the Big Bang, whatever you want, whatever, wherever you are holding. Very simple. And then you ask a very simple question. The universe is made of something. What is it made of? Of energy and of matter. Good. So, how many percent of what the universe is made of do you know what this is made of? Yeah? There is a thing today which is called dark matter and dark energy. That means things you are not, not you don't know what that is. So today physicists say 96% of the universe is made of something which I don't know what it is. So now, could you please explain to me how do, are you so confident to know how the whole thing came into existence when 96% of what is there you don't know what is? Could you explain that to me? A very simple, like the little boy by, by, by the, 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 the king is naked, you know. Simply, 96%. You do not know what is there. You have no clue. Dark, you call it a nice name, and then you put it off, you know. Dark matter. 96%, you don't know what is, what is that. So you have a thing, which 96%, you don't know what is it made of. And now you say with confidence, but I, don't, I know how this came into existence. Could you explain that to me? Could you explain that to me? How are you so confident to know how it began when you don't know what, is it, what it is made of? Yes, I can explain that to you. Because when you look at quantum physics, it looks like the Big Bang. When you look at relativity theory, it looks like the Big Bang. When you look at evolution, it looks like the Big Bang. When you look in every single direction, it looks the same. That's like a Buddha. That's like a Buddha. Because the message comes out from all the different places... In the end, you are convinced that that's it. I live with that. I, when you are, in this nice way, intellectually honest, I hate this. I hate this expression. I hate it to the bone, you know. Intellectually honest. It's like the cheese with a, with a, with a fox, you know. Intellectually honest, you know. When you are intellectually honest, then you don't know. Yes, for sure. I can't know the whole thing. But from here it makes sense, from there it makes sense, from here it makes sense, from there it makes sense. From all the sides it makes sense, it makes sense. I know everything? No. For sure not. For sure not. For sure not. But it makes sense from every single angle. Ah, that's the way you live. 
Yet that is the Messiah Yishore. Yeah? We underestimate what the Messiah Yishore tells us. Truth is not a guiding factor. No. Knowledge of truth doesn't do it. I really do not understand so much the, this way we also have in our community that we have big um, gatherings where big people say some intelligent statement and then we think we promoted something in Chinuch No. Mr. Shor says it doesn't do anything. Because knowledge of the truth does not do anything. Anything. It doesn't do anything. You'll forget it. Knowledge of truth doesn't do the job. It does not. So I really I do not understand that so much. Why do you invest time, money, advertisement, and whatever you want, millions and millions of dollars, which the Messiah says, Rebbe, it doesn't do the job. It doesn't. What does the job is that you have a reoccurring thing. Reoccurring. 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 No, we don't have time. We don't have time for that. We don't have the energy for that. It won't work. No, but then you will not change anything in your life. Because the only thing which makes you change is Chazora Olof Vahasmode. That's what the Messiah Shalom says. Okay? Now, in order to do that, when you want to teach a Munem, you have to have to your disposal several topics of a story. There are several stories. That those things which are the topic of the story, by us it's called Ikore Emune. But the Ikore Emune, have, and they have to do something with the story. It's not Ikore Emune that there is a Biroilom. Again, because that's not not story. It's a Ikore Emune inter, interaction. What does the Biroilom want? So I wrote only, that was only out of my stomach. I did research the whole thing. It, this really depends on you. Where do you identify? What is the thing you yourself could live? Because like in all the teaching endeavors, the thing goes over to the student when under the condition that you yourself are living that. When you only try to give over some knowledge and you yourself are not identifying with that, the students won't the student won't get it. That he will not be he will not be a maimin afterwards because of the information. No. Emuna is an experience. So when you experience Emuna in a certain place, then your Emuna will go over to the to the to the student. It will go over. Only it will go over. You have certain things which are you are more you are more identifying with certain things we are less taking you. This is a part. You are not obligated to cover the emuna from all the sides. Emuna doesn't have. That's not the way it's built. Not that we know everything. No, no, no. We have, we, we know nothing. You know, but we have a certain grasp on what is the what is the main message or what is a message which we could give over in this story. So I wrote out of my stomach stump. I wrote, it could be Shalvoinish, that could be, it could be that the Boreolam has a plan. That's a different thing than Shalvoinish. The Boreolam has a plan for the Bria. It could be that the Boreolam wants to make the person or the clavisol big. Or it could be that there is a, there is a purpose that Ketusha should be revealed in this world. You call that in Torah Eretz Yisrael. Because Eretz Yisrael is the place 
where Kedusha can be revealed. That's the place. Yeah? We are now having this this uh, this privilege. I just I just thought about my daughter. She lives in South Africa, one of my children, and they are eating fruits and they are eating vegetables and no problem with shmita, you know. Absolutely no problem with all uh, with shmita. They are such happy people. They just, just grab it and eat it. You in America are the same, you know. It's just you go to the store, store you don't even think twice, perhaps by, by, by those, by avocado, you ask, is it from Elsie soil? And they say, yes, yes. And then you say, oh, okay, I don't take it. So then they think you are anti-Semitic. That's right. So that's your problem in the Makole today. You don't want the Israeli fruits because Schmidt. So you don't want them. So you ask the question at a very uncomfortable place. I remember in Switzerland. It's very uncomfortable to ask a guy whether you are but it's for Eltisran, and then he says, yes, and he wants to sell you, and then he says, okay, I was a Zionist, you know, not for me, thank you very much, I'll take the other one, for Portugal. So, so uh, it looks like awkward. So, so that's the only problem you have. Now we have over here Schmitten. So, this is Kedusha's Oretz. So, Eretz Yisrael, the, the music of Eretz Yisrael in Torah, you have to understand the story of Eretz Yisrael. A lot of people don't understand. They think Eretz Yisrael is the story of Zionism. It's not. No. Yeah. So the story of Eretz is a place where Kedusha can be revealed in the stones. In this world. Here. In the earth. The only place where Kedusha can be revealed in the earth. That's Eretz And the only place really is the Mokam Amikdosh. It's in Yerushalayim, Beis Amikdosh. That's the whole, that's the story behind Eretz So there you have a lot of things that you could make this story that those are four things, you know. Now I can, I can show you how to do that. It, it is only those are examples. I don't tell you you have to do it in this way. It makes no difference how you do it. But that's be a story. For example, one of the biggest stories is Avromovinu when he sees those three malochim. You know, they come to him. So now, Avromovinu six. He made the police three three days ago. And it's terribly hot. Now it's a little bit difficult to imagine in Northern America this heat. But you should think that you are in Phoenix in the middle of the summer and it's even hotter. You know? And you're outside in the street in a tent, you know? But the tent, you know, schwache masses, you know? It's around, uh, I don't know the Fahrenheit, I know the centigrade. It's around 50 centigrade outside, you know? That's like you could make a, a you could make a, you could make a, an egg, you know, you could make an egg on a stove without problems, make like this. You'll have a chavita, no problem with that. And it's terribly hot. So no one goes around. No one. Why did Hashem do that? Because, because he wanted to save Avromo from Achnosochim. And now Avromo is, has this desire to make chesed. So this is the first question from the story. You, when there is no one which wants your chesed, why should you have a desire to make chesed? A nudnik, you know, I asked that once away. A nudnik, he's a super nudnik. No one wants your chesed. You know, you go to the, to the crossroad and there's an old lady and you tell her, I will push you over the street. And she says, no, I don't want it. I want to stay here. No, no, I have to make chesed. Just take her and put her over the street. That's a good chesed? No. 
So there was no one there which wanted the Chesed of Romovino. The Romovino is such a nudnik, you know. He wanted to make Chesed. Now, the Baroiro is forced to make another mess that three Malochim should show up in the way that the same way people show, show up. But this is... So even, there was no one going out. It's not Shaykh. Hashem couldn't make some crazy thought in a brain of a person that he should walk out because he would die. So he made three malochim, which look like people, and they come, and now he makes achosoch. Could you tell me what's the story? The story is that Avraham Avinu wanted this, that is the greatness of a person. Hashem wanted to see that the chesed of Avraham Avinu is not only a chesed which gives the needs. The chesed of Avraham Avinu is creating a new reality. That's the biggest chesed of Avraham Avinu. It's like the chesed of the Beroilo. The Beroilo created the world and there was no one asking for that. There was no human being saying, please make the world. No, he was alone. No one asks for that chesed and we know Oilam chesed yibone. Did you ever fathom that you have to go in the ways of the Beroilo, that he is Oilam chesed yibone, and you have to do the same thing? No. My chesed is not that. My chesed is only that I have to listen to the needs of the people and then I will give it. That's a good chesed. But create a reality with chesed? No, that's the Baron's wisdom, not mine. No, it's your business. And you know it exactly when you are teaching in the classroom. You make the same thing as a Romovino because the students are not so interested that you should build their emunah. The students don't ask you Thursday, you know, or when you are a rabbi, a rabbi in a kehila. I always told it to the people which wanted to be rabbis in Chutzpah. I told them, there are, that the reality is not that there are 50 people every single Wednesday night gathering in front of an empty stander and thirsty waiting that someone should come there and say a drosha. No. The people are simply not interested in anything you have to deliver. Nothing. Gurlisht. And you have to create with your chesed and your reality. Where do you know that from? From Avramovinu. That's the story of Avramovinu. And that story is the parallel to the story how Hashem created the world. Unbelievable. And that's a story of greatness of Avramovinu. Yeah? For example, now, yeah, you can take another one. Another one of purpose. And now this what you this is this will be the story soon now, but it's it's Bishalach. So so in in uh, in Bishalach now the Parsha in the end we speak about the mom. Yeah? And you have the mom in so far Bishalach. And the, the one, uh, the one, this, uh, I will tell you, I told that, uh, when I may say that you know, all of, all of you know, Rabdon Segal. I once was going with Rabdon Segal in the car. And I told him that story from the Torah. I now read with you the Torah without any Perush Rashi, nothing. I only read the text. I told him, he nearly fall, fell out of the car. He didn't see that. Rabdon didn't see that. Huh? 
So that was, it's such a simple thing to see. You know, first of all, I will give you the, the background. You, we all know we sing it, Shabbos is my Eino Habo. That's right. We sing it. That's what we sing. Friday, Friday night, and, uh, you sing Good. Shabbos is my Habo. But you know that in Eino Habo, there will be a revelation. This I know. That is the block I know from the dust wars. In the Eino Habo, there will be reviewed that everything which happened in the world happens in order to promote the purpose of the world. Gidu Yichut, the way the Nardasuna says, no, not my Inya now. But everything which happened, everything which happened in the world was there to promote the Gidu Yichut. So, Shabbos is made in And now look how Shabbos is revealed. Tosin Vavirov, there are the Shoim, they are the biggest Shoim in the world. They are the anti Moshe Vaharim. You know, they are the two big people, big, big, mamish big people, which are the anti the antipode of Moshe Baham. Those are the two people. Now, Moshe says, you should not leave over the mom till tomorrow. Yeah, you shouldn't. And those two said, we will leave it. And they left it, and they were worms. And Moshe Rabbeinu was in rage. As we say, wow, that was very bad. Now comes Shabbos. And Shabbos, they asked Friday, they have a double portion, they asked Hashem, they asked what to do. They said, and that's what I told you. There will be Shabbos tomorrow, you will prepare it, <coughs> and you will leave it for tomorrow. And they prepared, and they left it for tomorrow. And now tomorrow, the worms didn't come. That Shabbos. But when Dosen Bavirum wouldn't make the Avera, you couldn't write the worms didn't come on Shabbos. Because that wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. Because to, perhaps when you leave it in the middle of the week, the worms won't, won't come. So Hashem used the Avera of Dosen Bavirum to reveal what is Shabbos. Yes. Without the Avera of Dosen Bavirum, you can't show what is Shabbos. You can't. Because you need that Avera in the middle, that they should leave it, and then the worms are coming, and now Shabbos says the worms are not coming. But this is learning the Torah without any Perush Rashi. No, I, don't, I only read the text. That's it. So he was like, like he came falling out of the car. Because you don't see it. I understand you don't see that, but it's a very simple looking at the Torah, at the puzzle. But this is, you see, there is a purpose for everything. Everything in the end leads the purpose that doesn't take away of the riches of Dosen Bavion. It doesn't take away. So that's a very basic message in purpose of the Bria and it's Harvoyish. It doesn't take away. You can say, oh, thank you very much, Dosen Bavion, such big tzadid game that you left that bond in the middle of the week. You are such, you give you a kush. No. When they wouldn't do it in the middle of the week, the Bereuer would have other ways to reveal Shabbos. He would do it in another way, which is hidden from me. But when they made the Avera, the Bereuer said, Ah, you made an Avera. You think you went out of the picture? No, you didn't. I use your nice color, which you did with that terrible Avera. That means a terrible Avera. It's a terrible Avera. I use that nice for color, and I make... Shabbos out of that nice color. 
And that's the way I'm revealing Shabbos. Unbelievable. Like in the Nothing gets out of the picture there too. You see? So this is like taking a stone which I took out of the dust tunis. When I wouldn't learn the dust tunis, I wouldn't be able to see that. I understand. But basically, everyone knows that the Astunis or the Der Hashem or what it is, that in El Babo everything will be looked at differently and everything has a place in the world to come. We all know that. And suddenly you see, ah, oh, Shabbos is made in El Babo. Shabbos comes the same way. Yeah, you see? So that is like taking, that's a story, you understand? It's a story now. Perhaps I will say a very basic thing over here. I always thought, why are, why is the Torah such a poor storyteller? They said the Apostle, it's hidden, you know, you have to think, and you have to know something, and then you have to create it, and then you give it over. But I'm going to be the same thing. After first, imagine, you have to imagine, it's 50 centigrades outside, it's like 120, I don't know how much, you know, it's like boiling hot caputo, you know, so, 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 it is like crazy, and no one goes, and now that guy wants to have Orchid, why do you want Orchid, there are no one in need for you, I need Orchid, I ask my grandchildren, he's a nudnik. I asked them, your, your teacher asks you that, that he's a nudnik? I said, no, 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 no. Okay, so you don't have to use these words. But it's like an awkward way for all of you, so you have to this. I only describe the psukim, yeah? Nothing else. But why do I have to describe? Why isn't there some, some nice book which tells all this story? Because then again it wouldn't do anything. It would turn over into knowledge. You know the story. Torah wants you to create the story. That's what Torah wants. Torah wants you to create. Because when you create the story, it will influence you. When you consume the story, it will be a nice uh, word for Shalashudas, you know. That's it. You have to create the story. That's why Torah is so... So, it doesn't give out all these, you know, it doesn't picture nice. When you want to ask yourself, you have it in America. Now, there is a storybook that had a major influence, a major influence in American history. Changed the way of American history. It's called Uncle Tom. There was a major book which made a social impact in the American community, which is unbelievable. And and there are other things, you know, all this literature, they, they created a certain way of thinking. Uh, Shakespeare made it in England or wherever, and Goethe, Schiller made it in, in Germany. And the Jews were living close to all these non-Jewish people. And they knew about literature. Why isn't there any Jewish literature? When you look at the, at the Medrash, Midrashim are as short, you know, three lines, and then you have to make it a whole thing, and a whole thing, and even bigger, and even bigger, and telling, and more, and more. But why don't Chazal have such an interesting book, you know? Very good book, you know, whether, whether what is a good book, I don't know, Uncle Tom, perhaps a good book, I didn't read it, but um, a good book, and a strong message, why not? 
because we don't want to influence people. We want to build people. And a story builds a person when he makes a story by himself. A story which is consumed influences you, doesn't build you. You are built by something you do yourself. And the trigger wants to leave the place for you, that you make that. <coughs> and when you are a teacher, you have to make it, and you ha- it has to be living by you, that you are yourself illustrating that. It's your own chius. That's why I told my grandchildren, Avromovino was a nudnik. That's by me very essential by me. Because I see the story like this, because perhaps I'm an extremist, but I see it. That, 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 I, 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 I wouldn't want to be together with that guy, you know. He is such a nudity, he wants to have someone, there's no one there in need for you. Please be calm, sit home, you know. No, I need Och. I don't need Och. It must need Och. Yeah? That's the way I see the story. So this I know, that you couldn't put it on paper and publish, otherwise your book will be burned or confiscated. It depends whether you are, whether you are more, more you know, cultured or less cultured, but something would happen to your book. You can't do it, but it's my story. And I live that. And then I can give it over. And then the children will be misled from that. And the children will be also part of that story. And then the Muna goes over that Hashem wants the person to be big and to create something. So that's also Babirum. There's a... Okay, we have other things, you know, we have other things. For example, the question is a big question, but this is already for more sophisticated, I don't know which which grade you are. So there's a big... for example, I give you I give this this example that I didn't write it down, but I give it this one. That also, I asked this, and Rav Nosson Kopchitz was sitting there. Perhaps you heard about him. He's a bit shemesh. I said, "Wow, that's a good question. Never thought. You never thought about the question, but you didn't see the story in the in the psukim. You saw the psukim. He knew the psukim Baalpeh, and he knew Rashi Baalpeh. Hashem quarrels with Moshe Rabbeinu when you may say that for seven days." that that uh, he should go to Paroi and take the Jewish nation out of um, Mitzrayim. And then, uh, um, uh, I can look up the posuk, but I say it Baalpeh, and I don't remember exactly, when I give a shir, I can't remember exactly, but I, give, I say it Baalpeh, you know the posuk. So Hashem tells Moshe in the end, when he says, I can't speak, so he says, Mi som perodo, mi osom iver, ilem oicheresh, iver, aronoichi Hashem. That's what he says. Who makes a mouth? That's right. So do you have any problem with the Pasuk? Do you have a problem with the Pasuk? No. Because who makes it? Hashem makes it. When I tell you that Hashem makes you see, I have to show you that. I have to give you a proof. Because who tells? Leuchter tells me that Hashem makes me see. So Leuchter has to give me a proof. But Hashem doesn't have to give a proof that he did it, because he does it. And Moshe Rabbeinu knows that Hashem speaks to him. So there's no problem. There's no problem in the Apostles. Rashi says, Who taught you to speak 63 years ago, when you were standing in, Paroi, in front of Paroi? Who made Paroi 
not be able to speak 63 years ago. Who made the one which wants to chop your head off, he made the, all the people around, he made them blind that he didn't see you escape. Who did that? Me. Why does he have to breathe in Raya? Why does Rashi have to say, I did it 63 years ago? Why? Why? He does it now. And Moshe Rabbeinu knows that Hashem speaks to him. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't say, perhaps Hashem only created the world and it doesn't make me see. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there. Apikeris. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that Hashem did everything. Does everything. So, so why, why did he need a raya? Moshe Rabbeinu says an entirely different thing. You want to strengthen your emunah? You want to do that? You have to take out a picture from your own life. And you have to see it happen to you once. That's what it says in Rashi. That's the story. The boy Royal told Moshe Rabbeinu, I will tell you what you have to go, but you know, your difficulties, and you think that you didn't, were not, are not able to do it, take out the picture from your heart, 63 years ago, look at it, and you say, I for sure will be able to do it, because I had an experience in my own life like this. That's the way you build the Muna. You see? That's a powerful message. You see it by David Amelech too. David Amelech comes and wants to kill Goliath. That's right. And then the his brothers say, "Go home, you gingy, you know, you go home." So he says, "No, no, no, I will do it." You know. And then he comes in front of Shaul, and Shaul asks him, "Why do you think you can combat that monster? Why do you think that?" So he was he was a from Jew. That's right. So what do you say? What did he say? He said, Hashem will help me. No. That was the second thing he said. He said that too. But the first thing, he didn't say that. The first thing, David Amelach said, I was a shepherd, and there was a lion. And the lion wanted to take one of the sheep. I took the lion, I ripped him apart, I took the sheep out of his, of his mouth. And once there was a bear, and the bear wanted to take another sheep, and it opened up the claws of the bear, and took the sheep out. This, this monster, will be like the, the bear and the lion. So what did Madovid Amelech say? Madovid Amelech said, I had this experience in my own life. That's why I'm going for the next step. That's what Madovid Amelech says. Yeah? Like Moshe. You had it 63 years ago. David Amelech said, I had it in my own life. I go for much more, for sure. To come to the, uh, the parry and say, Shalach Esami, that's the biggest chutzmah you could do. That is, that is the biggest endeavor, that you are the biggest chutzmah you could be, you know. So you can't speak in front of the parry. But you had a similar thing happening to you personally. You are able to do it in the biggest sense too. David Amelech, Goliath is much more dangerous than the, than the lion and than the bear. But he had a lion and a bear. He'll do it with the other one too. That's Rashi. I only know Chomish Rashi. So that is the Sipur. The Sipur which makes you, ah, Hashem helps. And he sh- I have the opportunity that I have my own life experience. I'll use it for later on. We'll speak about that next time too. I use that for later on. That's a message of, 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 of Rashi. So when you are, so, so when you are, when you are learning like this and you see a story, it, I could learn with you the whole Chumash like that. 
nearly everything in Chumash you could learn like that. But there is a story there. There is something told. The Torah tells you something. The Torah doesn't deliver information. The Torah tells you something. And Rashi tells you something. We, we, are, we are reading Rashi, we only think Rashi had a problem and you had to fix the problem. But Rashi didn't have any problems. Rashi wants to tell you something, you know. So when you see what is a story which is told to you, you can give that over. And that's the way you build a Buddha. And when you deal like this, with the, in the classroom, you can do that from, from kid wise up. You take some, some message which you want, and you see it in the Chumish, you see it in the Rashi, you see that, and when you open your eyes, you see it everywhere, and then you can b- bring out these stories to the children about Ikor Emura. But then, Emura is alive by you, and Emura will be alive by the children too. And I remember, by us that was a very, a very big issue that I speak like this by the Shabbos table, it was Shabbos table, and I remember that once I, can I know I have ten children, and once there was a time when there was some cluster of, of things happening, the one had a split ankle, and the other one had some, some, uh, some perhaps a pneumonia, and the other one had something else, and I heard my children, they were small, they were below Bar Mitzvah, I heard my children speak one with the other, and they said, perhaps, once had a, a, a proposal, perhaps we will check the mezuzahs. And then another child said, was, they were small, they were ten, nine, so the other child says, our father will let us check the mezuzah 365 days a week, a year. Only now not. Now the Father will tell us what does Hashem want from us. Then, that's what the children got from this whole, it's always a story. Hashem interacts with you. Hashem wants something from you. Hashem is, 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 has, a, has a plan for you. Hashem wants you to be bigger. All these things were constantly, again, constantly from this side and from that side were mentioned. In the end, you live with that. Hazora Olova Smoda. It's not the delivering of a knowledge. It's a story which comes back from here, comes back from there, comes back from here. In the end, a person will be a mining like this. Okay? So that's what I wanted to say for today. Hopefully that was interesting. For me it was for sure interesting. Couple, we have a couple of quick questions. Yeah. Um, I think some people were asking about the is adding modern stories, contemporary stories that bring out the same message. Is that Kolomosa Torea? How does that help bring up the uh, the, the, the topic was how to do it out of Torea. The contemporary messages, we'll speak about that next time. Because next time is how, learning how to face life's challenges with Emune. That is very much about contemporary. Contemporary stories from other people, it's, it could be that it is, this helps, but it's then more that contemporary things will make you face a Muna in your actual life now. I wanted today to say, how do you do that from Torah? That will be next time. It will take a little bit of time. Uh, not everything can be covered in one, in one shot. Okay? Another question was, it, it seems to me that there are certain parishes in the Torah where things are a little more in terms of halachas, or dinim, kabanas, and vayikra. Um, is, is this mahalach? possible even in those parishes. Yes, for sure. 
Only there you have to be able to dig a little bit deeper, for sure. For sure, for sure, by Kobodesh, voila. When you imagine how you, 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 you make a half a machshove zore, one, and then you have to pay a whole shepsel, you have to go for a week for having to hazore shlishi vishvi, you know, you have to be clean from tumor, and you have to wait with that shepsel, and then for one machshove zore, for one, you know, and then you are, you are looking at that shepsel, and he shechts it, and you think, wow, they would have to shecht me, and then take the, the, the peel of the, 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 the the, the oh you know and 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 you say I would have to be peeled off like this and it's only for one machshavazor that's not a story it's a scary one it's safe for Vayikro you know you are only oh when I always I tell the story when my tzibisor Yeshua goes down I do not have to do that only I want to show you how you you have to imagine how that works you know you don't imagine how it works you only take the halacha you know it's kochim you know it's a, it's a din pigul people with your with your thought you can make a difference between Chayef Kores and Kodesh Kodoshi yeah with your thought alone wow with my thought I do nothing no you do Vayikro or Tuba Vitara you know I can't go on a bus I can't sit in a classroom with Tuba Vitara because the Zov was perhaps sitting beforehand you know just imagine going a bus with it with the halachas and oil zog shmayol oil you know the, the bus is oil and then you can't you can't hold anything you can't hold it you have to go like this you can't touch you can't sit and by the next turn you are flying out of the window because you can't keep yourself up and uh, now that's not the story no that's not the story it's a dry tazria mitzayro what's dry tazria mitzayro you have to picture that thing you know and you see you don't want that moshiach should come you know you want to eat with 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 forks which you were buying by the goy and then <coughs> and that's the way you want to eat and nothing like this no frak because the frak when you put it in the mikveh it will be destroyed we will only have like linen on us you know yeah very nice that's not the story you know Sefer Vayikro puts you in a corner man puts you in a real corner but don't do that to children you know otherwise they will say Torah is not for me there's not Pechinim that we lost these parashas Lemaise. But when you think, oh, what's the story there? How that works? Why? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how to relate to that, you know. You see, you can do it everywhere. But only you, uh, now you have, to, uh, you have to attune that to, your ch- to, your, to the audience, you know. <laughs> when you put that heavy message on the audience, and then they are repulsed from Torah. You have to do how, uh, know how to do that. So, you have to make it the story more more edible for the children, for sure. But that there are no stories there, they are full with stories there. Yeah? Clear? I think one last question is, uh, the Rav seems to say that the, that the Rebbe, the Mora, has certain uh, license to read themselves into the story. Can that not go too far? How far? When does a person know that they are making it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so this is a tricky question. I can't answer that because I have spoiled. I learned with Rabobe for, for many years, and that gives you a hush. You have to get a hush for that. Really, you can't make you know you can't make up your own thing and just you turn over the possibility to something which is not there. 
for me, it was very much about reading Rashi. For example, what I told you about David Amelech and, Sh- and Moshe Rabbeinu, what I said about the Psukim there, it was basically only reading. I didn't, I didn't add anything from myself. I only made a story out of it. I didn't add anything to Rashi. I didn't add anything to the Posuk of, of the Mon. I didn't add anything. I only read the Posuk. I didn't do anything. Only, I read the Posuk in a way that it gives you a message. I didn't do anything. What did I do? I, I didn't change. I didn't change Rashi by Moshe Rabbeinu. I did not. It's a question of reading. It's a question of Chinuch. It's a tricky question you are asking. It's, it's, it's a tricky question. I can't answer that. This would have to be a, a, a Chinuch endeavor for the Mechanchim themselves. I don't know. I, I, I tell you, I want to be truth, uh, truthful. I don't know. I experienced that by, by me learning with Rav Olbein. You know, I learned with him, I learned with him Chavus 23 years, one by one. So that makes something to a person, even when you are a stone like me. But after 23 years, sitting with a person like this, one by one, something comes off to you, you know. So that, that was the case. So, so I can't, I have to think about that. It's always difficult to think about the thing which you got by osmosis. I didn't think, how do you do that in a purposeful way? And I, you do, and I, said, I don't know, I have to think about that. Okay? Good. So we stay here, I go to Daven. By me it's morning, you know. It's nearly that, you know. By you it's night. Saigizot. Kaltov. Thank you so much. So next week we'll see each other again. Good. Kaltov. Kaltov.